to this happy place. Welcome. Hey everyone, welcome to the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the past few years, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member, Legacy Annual Pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland and Walt Disney World history and trivia, and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears each week by sharing our Disney journey with you. This This is Magic on Main Street. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of season two of the Magic on Main Street podcast. (laughs) What's up? I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And with us, as always, we've got our buddy on the other side of the screen, Daniel Proc, DinoProc95 on Instagram. (laughs) That was was like the saddest rap horn. It's because they came in too close together. Oh, okay. I had already done one, and you, then I had to do one for him you again. You had to refill your, your rap horn battery? Yeah, it wasn't full. Also, we have our kid, Kenzie Lee, who's going to be doing Hidden Makes with the Kid. And also, the mascot of the show, it's Scar the Kitten. Him's right here. Hang on. I wonder if you could hear he that. He mumbled. I don't know. <laughs> he went... Anyway, we've got a good show for you this week. We're going to be talking about... This week in Disney history, we've got a bunch of news, a lot of good news about Disneyland. Really excited about that. Uh, some Walt Disney World stuff. We've got new merch, some food. All the food. All the food. Uh, a lot's going on with events and entertainment, both online, on the TV, in real life, st- stuff. <laughs> I was I like, why did you just hiss at me? I don't know where me. I was going with that one. <laughs> Uh, and then also we're going to be talking about in our main topic, we're kicking off our series of social Disneying or Sean and Tabitha's COVID times, Walt Disney World adventure. COVID times. COVID times. We're in COVID times. <laughs> so got a lot to talk about, uh, but let's kick off the show with something we all love. It's our jingle. Kaylin, bring us in. Magic on Main Street podcast. Perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street podcast. Talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street podcast. For when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street podcast. Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. All right, first, let's... (coughs) What the heck was the... First, we're going to do some shout outs. Our first shout out is for Imagineer Kevin Rafferty, who conceived, designed, wrote and oversaw the creations of some of Disney Park's most memorable attractions and lands. He retired this week. Oh, I know. Uh, He started his career washing dishes at the Plaza Inn at Disneyland in the 1970s. And he had a hand in everything from Cars Land to Toy Story Midway Mania, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So happy retirement, Kevin. Thank you for all you did for the parks. I always get sad when I hear about people retiring during COVID because I know this is not the last year I they know. wanted. You want to go out with a bang, not with a... Yeah. Oh, wait, is that trademark? Does that trademark? Sound? Oh, no. 
We're going to get sued. I'm going to get a cease and desist in the mail. Uh, lots of birthdays in Hollywood this week. Um, so hired away from 20th Century Fox as an art director for Disney in 1952, Richard Dick Irvine was first asked to act as liaison between Walt Disney Productions and an architectural firm that was being considered for designing Disneyland. After a few preliminary meetings with the architects, however, Irvine, along with Walt, concluded that the people who could be the best at designing the Magic Kingdom were actually members of Walt's own staff, so they became Imagineers. In launching the world's first theme park, Irvine helped establish and lead a new team of artists, architects, designers, and engineers. So, happy birthday to Richard Irvine. That just made my heart happy. I know. He's, <laughs> he's a very special uh, character in Walt's story. So, happy birthday, Richard Irvine. Also, John Ratzenberger, who's been in... Everything. Everything. Every <laughs> Pixar movie. Uh, Paul Rudd, as you know, is Ant-Man. Love him. Love him. Ewan McGregor, who is going the to be... The most handsome man. Gracing our lives again soon as uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm really excited. We have some news about that. <laughs> and last but not least, singer, guitarist, and songwriter, Brian Setzer. We've seen Brian Setzer. We have. He's one of my favorite people. Why is he important in Disney? Well, let's talk about him. Well known as the 80s era rockabilly band leader, the Stray Cats. He was born in... Uh, Massapequa, New Massapequa. York. Massapequa. Massapequa. Massapequa, New York. So, how does he tie into Disney? I'll tell you. Besides performing at Walt Disney World with his big band, the Brian Setzer Orchestra, Brian Setzer's musical credits include a version of Everybody Wants to Be a Cat for the 1996 soundtrack to the Aristocats, the song I'm Only in It for the Honey for the 2002 Country Bears, and Rockin' at the House of Mouse the theme for the animated television series House of Mouse. Disney's 2006 The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, featured Setzer's tune Santa Drives a Hot Rod, and he and his 17-piece big band performed at Disney's Pleasure Island in July 1996, and on the 2005 broadcast of Walt Disney World Christmas Day Parade. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, and he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my, my late teen years were spent listening to his music during the whole Swing Revival era, uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra, all kinds of cool stuff like this cat's on a hot tin roof and um, jump jive and whale. We saw guy. one of his Christmas shows out here one year. We did at Pachanga. Mm -hmm. Good time. So happy birthday, all of you folks. And uh, up next, This Week in Disney Parks History. It's time for This Week in Disneyland History. We talk about things that happened in the past. Like 1928, Walt Disney's trademark for Mickey Mouse is filed with the United States Patent Office. Oh my. April 3rd, 1953. This is like probably the biggest day in Disneyland history because if this day didn't happen, Disneyland wouldn't exist. So on April 3rd, 1953, Walt Disney signs a contract that will change the face of entertainment for all time. The two-page document gives Walt Disney Incorporated the right and license to use Disney's name for all commercial purposes. By signing this document, Walt will make possible the Disneyland theme park and later such TV series as Walt Disney Presents and The Wonderful World of Disney. Best day ever. <laughs> so, big day in Disney history. In 1956, Disneyland holds its first old-fashioned Easter parade down Main Street. Good stuff. 
In 1958, the 306-foot-long Grand Canyon diorama is added to the Disneyland Railway between the Tomorrowland and Main Street stations. The painting has been done on a special seamless canvas, which required 4,800 man-hours to complete, using 300 gallons of paint in 14 colors. The diorama, which includes taxidermic animals, which are the only ones in the park, it seems, in lifelike poses, is the longest in the world. I didn't know those were taxidermy animals. I didn't either until you know when? Right, right now. Right this second. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a little creepy. Yeah. So, all right. I wonder if the stuff. dinosaurs are taxidermied too. Absolutely. They're real dinosaurs. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Citation Magic on Main Street podcast. <laughs> In 1973, Walt Disney World raises general admission for the second time since the park's October 1971 opening. So just, that's two price hikes in in two years. General admission for adults is now $4.50 up from $3.75. Ticket books are increased by $0.35 for a book of eight. That's crazy. People, if they had to pay today's prices back then... Nobody, Nobody would have would ever go. had. And can you imagine like the uproar that there probably was? Like, 75, 75 cents? cents? Can you believe that? Now it's like, oh, they went up $25 today. That's a week's salary, Sick. you see? <laughs> you see? <laughs> 1974 Pioneer Hall, part of Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground at Walt Disney World, first opens. Built with 1,283 hand-fitted pine logs from Montana hmm. and 70 tons of stone from North Carolina, Pioneer Hall stands two stories high and is modeled after buildings from the late 1800s. A dining hall for guest campers beginning in June it will also be the home to the Hoop-dee-doo Musical Review. Which still which, isn't open. I know. It makes me sad. I wanted to see it. I know. 1980, to help celebrate the 25th anniversary of Disneyland, the Dapper Dans of Florida are flown in to assist their compatriots. Over the next four days, both quartets perform on Main Street, one quartet working the day shift and the other working in the evening. Huh. That's pretty fun. I love the Dapper Dans. I do too. They always bring a smile to my face. Yeah. I like to believe I could have been a Dapper Dan once. You still could be a Dapper Dan. No way. No way. Why? I can't sing that well. You sing really well. Uh, not as good as them. No way. Thanks, Modest. though. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, honest. <laughs> 1988, Disneyland's America Sings closes in Tomorrowland. And if you don't know what America Sings is because you weren't alive for it or you never saw it, it was a 24-minute patriotic musical production that included over 100 characters. Hmm. And it had been in operation since June 1974. America Sings used the same carousel theater that its predecessor, Carousel of Progress, had. Many of the America Sings characters will later be placed in Critter Country and the Splash Mountain attraction. And the Carousel Theater will be used as office space for the next 10 years before finally being replaced by Interventions, which is a version of the Epcot attraction. Hmm. Yeah, that place sat closed for a long time. I had no idea. I remember America Sings. It's one of my earliest memories of Disneyland. I have zero memory of that. Yeah. Um, Sam the Eagle? No, that's, that's Muppets. <laughs> that's the Muppets. Uh, there was an eagle, and he sang. Uncle Sam? No. Who was it? I don't know. He sang. <laughs> he sang on the outside, and then you'd go inside and you'd see the show. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. In 1993, at Disneyland, the Aladdin's Royal Caravan Parade steps off for the first time. And in 1994, Michael Eisner temporarily assumes the title of President and Chief Operating Officer of Disney, 
this was a really sad time in Disney history. This was the day that um, Frank Wells died like tragically. Uh, he died in a helicopter accident on, oh, his, right. yeah, um, on his way through Nevada. Um, yeah. Really sad. I don't like that. No bummer. But that kind of started Michael Eisner's reign in that position. And he you know, did some great things. Did some not so great things. His reign of terror. <laughs> no, no. Michael Eisner wasn't a villain. No, there was an article that I read that was titled Michael Eisner's reign of terror. I know. I know. He wasn't the best person in the world, but uh, I would urge everybody, if you don't know the story of Michael Eisner or, you know, the parks, go check out the Imagineering story on Disney plus great show. I mm-hmm. love that. Um, yeah. Good stuff. The next year, 1995, Walt Disney World's Water Park Blizzard Beach debuts in Florida, which has a melted ski resort feel, and it's the third Walt Disney World Water Park after River Country and Typhoon Lagoon. Which is funny that it opened this week because it kind of ties in with its reopening from oh, being that's closed from right, COVID. right, because it just reopened, what, two weeks ago, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. And then also in 1995, one of the greatest movies ever made comes out. It's a goofy movie. Lester's Possum Paw. Now gather around, my possum pals, and join the jamboree. <laughs> That's so good. We're going to talk more about this later, but in 2001, in Florida, the new Animal Kingdom Lodge holds a three-day open house for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. And also that year, the Main Street Electrical Parade in the Magic Kingdom at Disney World has its last run. Wah, wah. When did we talk about Main Street Electrical Parade? If you didn't hear that episode, I believe it was in the, did we do a parades episode? I don't think we did. What did we, where did we talk about Main Street Electrical Parade? I don't know. Go back and listen to all the episodes and then you'll hear it. Yeah. Let us know which one it's in. <laughs> yeah. uh, this one, I didn't know this even existed, but in 2004, after a $92 million expansion, the U.S. Army reopens its military only Walt Disney World Resort Shades of Green. I had no idea this had existed and it's, it's a, a military only resort at Walt Disney world. Uh, you have to be uh, the, from what I read, you have to be like active duty military. Cause like there's even stipulations for when veterans and like POWs and um, discharged military are able to come. Hmm. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. I had, I had no idea that this was a thing. I know. It was really weird. They have apparently an amazing golf course. Yeah, they do. (laughs) They do. Uh, This one's fun. In 2006, Disney World's biggest ride yet, Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, a 20-story white knuckle roller coaster spin officially opens in Animal Kingdom. The best ride. I love it so much. It's such a good ride. Yeah, so uh, they had a grand opening that was led by CEO Bob Iger and the park's chairman, Jay Rasulo. The attraction, which features a snowy mountain setting and an abominable snowman figure, is currently Florida's tallest peak, sculpted from 1,800 tons of steel and covering more than six acres. And it's an amazing ride, and I can't wait to go on it again. I haven't seen Dam and Eric laugh at us that hard. I was screaming my head ever. off. I know. <laughs> which uh, we'll talk about in detail in a couple episodes, because we're going to talk about uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And all the fun we had there that day. So, good stuff. Let's fast forward to 2008, where thousands of Disneyland Park guests gather around King Arthur's Carousel to watch Disney's top brass dedicate a special carousel horse to legendary performer, Julie Andrews. 
I love her so much. You may know this horse. You may have seen it before. It's the lead carousel horse, Jingles. And uh, Jingles commemorates Andrew's service as the theme park's ambassador during its 50th anniversary, as well as her contributions to the company over the past 44 years. If you don't know who Julie Andrews is, wake up. She's Mary Poppins. (laughs) Wake up. (laughs) So Jingles is a very special horse on the carousel. You'll recognize Jingles because uh, she features a hand-painted, colorful, jewel-toned palette, including embellishments of gold leaf. Horseshoes. You can easily identify her by the fact that people rush to that one to try to get on it first. <laughs> if you don't know who she is, just watch where everybody runs. Yeah. Everybody wants to ride Jingles. I've had the opportunity and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in, uh, during the ceremony, they also gave her a little miniature replica of Jingles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super cute. We're almost through this. In 2012, Disney launches its newest ship, the Disney Fantasy, out of Port Canaveral, Florida. The fourth ship in the expanding cruise line, the Disney Fantasy, was christened on March 1st, 2012. Disney Fantasy structurally is almost identical to Disney Dream. It's a big boat. Yeah, it is. Is that the boat you were on? No, I was on Magic. Oh, that's right. You were on the other side of the world. Yes. Yeah. In Canada. Yeah. In 2015, Disney World celebrates the opening of Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, its newest addition to the expanding Disney Vacation Club portfolio. Located on Seven Seas Lagoon, this new resort features over-the-water Bora Bora bungalows and deluxe studios with a tropical ambiance. And they actually just did a big remodel, and people have been posting videos like crazy. Can't wait to see it for myself. Yeah, I th- we're going to take the time, even if it's just for one night, to stay in one of those Bora Bora bungalows because yeah, they are. are the coolest looking things I have ever seen. Also, the Polynesian is home to one of our newest favorite restaurants, Kona yes, Cafe. Yes, Kona Cafe, home of the Big Kahuna <sighs> breakfast. Yes. Mm, good stuff. If you missed that talk, Tonga toast. our last episode, we were talking about what we had for breakfast and it was amazing. It really was. I could go for some of that right now. <laughs> and last but not least, back in 2020, a year ago, not the fun, not fun times. No. <laughs> uh, in honor of World Health Day, Disney parks and resorts worldwide show appreciation for the hardworking healthcare teams battling the current global pandemic. In Shanghai Disneyland, the enchanted storybook castle has been lit up with the words thank you in numerous languages. Disneyland Paris features a floral arrangement of Merci in front of that park's castle. At Walt Disney World in Florida, Disney security cast members stand on Main Street USA holding thank you signs while a beautifully lit Cinderella castle shines in the background. Why am I crying? Because it's sad. (laughs) Uh, Man, that was a crummy, crummy time. Um, But, you know, that said, in honor of World Health Day in 2020 and... uh, as an ongoing effort. Thank you so much to all you frontline workers, all you healthcare workers, everybody that's really digging in every single day for the past year of this junk uh, to keep people healthy and safe. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. You mean the world to us and you know, the world can't thank you enough for the things that you do every single day. We love you. And on that note, up next is news. This just in breaking news. News, news, news. All right, let's get the weird COVID stuff out of the way. (laughs) This is actually kind of interesting, though. So uh, this might dispel some rumors. I might actually start other ones. So if you want to start a rumor from this, just make sure you cite us so the people listen to us more. (laughs) 
so the Biden administration is reportedly working with private companies to develop some sort of vaccine passport or vaccine credentials that would allow people to prove that they've been vaccinated, which we have both been vaccinated. We have been. so excited to share that. So happy and proud. Thank you so much to uh, the health workers again. Uh, we're so excited and um, yeah. not excited for round two, not excited for round two, but um, you know, excited to excited be able to, to say that I'm with fully it. vaccinated, exactly fully vaccinated. So, all that being said, while Disney and Universal theme parks have not yet announced any change in policies regarding vaccinated guests, some companies have announced they will require proof of vaccination before allowing visitors. So these vaccine passports could be an easy standard way for people in the United States to prove their vaccination records. Um, so, you know, with that, there's talks about like how to get these out as quickly as possible and all that. And it's like, you know, I, 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 th- I don't think it's a bad idea. Mm-mm. I'm not trying to be like an elitist about it or anything, but you know, how, how it's best opening up to everyone in California on the 15th. Yeah. So there's no excuse. Yeah. And how, how, what better way to know that you're going to be like safe from getting this crap than to just be vaccinated Yeah, and know that everybody around you is as well. Because someone coming from someone who had COVID, you don't want it. No, it sucks, man. It was the most miserable month with still month with months still, later yeah having symptoms like i you, still have the brain fog you don't want you don't want it and i smell cigarettes every once in a while well, so a lot of the time it's crazy um yeah i've got these phantom smells from my the whole sense of smell thing it's crazy it's nuts nobody wants this it's garbage it sucks yeah. um so i don't know it's interesting not trying to stir up any controversy or am i um <laughs> talk about it talk about it in the comments in our instagram post we're going to post about it um, argue your little lives away. <laughs> uh, but moving on to Walt Disney World. So Disney just announced that the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival for 2021 is going to be beginning July 15th at the Disney World Resort. Um, this year will kick off with global marketplaces. If you went last year, I don't know how previous years have been since we had never gone before, Yeah. but last year they did have those little marketplaces similar to the ones that they have at DCA, uh, during food and wine, um, that include many favorite places for them, Canada, Greece, Germany, hops and barley, appleseed orchard, and others. I am I'm so, so excited <laughs> because we're going to be there. We're going to be there at the end of July. Yeah. So that's, I'm super stoked. We, uh. You know we like our food, everybody. Oh, we so yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, we're gonna be there for like nine days. We're gonna have to dedicate at least two to Epcot. At least two days are gonna have to be Epcot now that we know that the festival is gonna be going on. Yeah, there's just too much food to be had. And we're That's lucky. A lot for one day. Yeah, and we're lucky because this is Kenzie's first trip, and she's a foodie just like us. So she's gonna be like, yes, yeah, she'll be go. stoked. Yeah, <laughs> and um. It'll be for her first trip. Mm-hmm. So really excited about that. Um, and I mean, I don't really care about anything other than we're going to eat food. Yeah. I'm going to get really good <laughs> drinks. But we're also going to be putting our uh, DVC membership to good use that first mm-hmm. time. So we got our first trip booked through DVC. They do a first welcome home, um, which is super exciting. So, yeah, really excited about that trip. Me too. Something else I'm excited about, and I wish that we could do it. 
so the world's most magical celebration, the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary, begins on October 21st of this year. And Florida car owners can get ready to celebrate with them by purchasing the first ever Walt Disney World Resort specialty license plate. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm about super to jealous. go buy a house and register a car just so that I can it's, get the license plate. It's really cute. And uh, the best thing about it is 100% of the proceeds from the sale of those license plates goes to Make-A-Wish. I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes me happy. So, you know, it looks cool. It serves a good cause. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Uber jealous. I am too. So in preparation of the 50th anniversary this year, uh, much of Fantasyland is getting all new coloring. They want it to be a lot more vibrant. Um, So all of the roofs right now of all the buildings are currently getting repainted to a bold new blue color that's going to match the golden blue color scheme that's popping up all over Disney World right now. And I'm so excited because it's going to be so bright and yeah. so pretty. It's going to be super ah! pretty when we get there. Something else I'm excited about, um, which this won't go through until probably May 1st, uh, the people mover refurbishment is extended again. People are like super shocked by it. Um, it's been closed for a year. Yeah. So so they extended the refurbishment through April 3rd, and now the attraction is set to reopen on May 1st. So they're like, April 3rd. Psych. Yeah. May 1st. I know. <laughs> but at least times, there's a date now. Yeah. I'm, I want to, I really want to see it because I haven't been on a people mover since I was a kid. I don't even remember people movers. Yeah. And I know it's, it's a little bit different, obviously, because it's a different park, but it, I, I'm really excited to get on there. So Nostalgia. the last times we went and they, you know, it was obviously shut down. It's, it was really a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Literally. Because it goes through a tunnel, get it? It does? Do you get it? But do you get but it? But you get it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't get it. <laughs> Ooh. So Josh Damaro confirmed that the Tron light cycle won't be open in time for the 50th anniversary this Which year. sucks. I can't wait for that ride. It's going to be really cool. It's going to cool. be so cool. The concepts I've seen are just so amazing. Yeah. But work has begun to move the track for the Disney World Railway that is near the Tron ride. Um, the Disney World Railway has actually been closed since 2018 when construction first began. But it looks like there may be an opening date sooner than that since they've kind of paused construction on the Tron ride and they began working on the railway again. Yeah. I it, I mean, no matter when it comes out, it's going to be an amazing attraction. Um, I know there's been like kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say controversy because I don't know the whole story, but it sounds like um, there are some people that are like not thrilled about Tron coming in because Walt Disney World was supposed to like be license free, like no, Mm -hmm. nothing but, you know, tomorrow and innovation and stuff like that. So I'm excited that it's coming. I know some people are bothered by it, but, you know, I think it'll pay off in the end. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know the people that are upset about it aren't going to like boycott the ride. You know they're going to go on it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Animal Kingdom is celebrating Earth Month this April with some special themed treats being offered the entire month that we will go into a little bit more de- uh, during our food segment. So that's coming up. I like that they celebrate Earth Month and not just Earth Day. Yeah, it's important. It we is. We only have one of them. Yeah. A Blizzard Beach reopened earlier this month. That's what we were talking about um, a few minutes ago. 
They had a super long closure. They closed back in March when the rest of the parks closed. They're actually going to be closing again um, this week as we're recording this this week. Mm -hmm. By the time you guys hear it, it'll probably be back open. But they do plan on closures when the weather dips down. So (laughs) if Florida sees any 50 below or 50 or below, dips down below 50. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, nope, you can't be in water. That's freezing. (laughs) That's funny. But it's that's the funny thing is like that same sort of thing would probably happen in California if Disney had a park out here. They'd be like, no, no, too cold. Yeah, right, right. Um, so there's this new thing called Disney Magic Mobile Service, and they're rolling it out to guests, allowing phones to act as magic bands. Uh, hmm. Disney has rolled out the Magic Mobile Service to guests at the Walt Disney World Resort, and those with an Apple device may already have access to the service via the menu in the My Disney Experience app. Uh, if you set up your digital ticket. So your magic mobile pass will be able to be moved to your Apple wallet and used without unlocking your phone. It basically just looks like your like your AP did in the app. Like there's like a little thing, you just pull it up, you tap your phone against the sensors. So I'm assuming it's kind of like an Apple Pay type thing. It's Yeah, it sounds like it just goes in, into the wallet and then it becomes part of your Apple wallet. I wasn't able to pull it up and do like the full experience with it in the My Disney Experience app because I don't have any tickets bought right now. Right. But as soon as I do, I want to check it out. But I love But also, magic I'm going to use my Magic Band. I love Magic Band. I like Magic Bands because we don't get them in California. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like when I can use one, I love using it. Yeah. Uh, when we go out in July, we're going to be staying at, at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So, you know, I'm super excited to be able to like charge things to the room mm-hmm. with my band, open my door. Like I'm about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to use my phone. I want to use my Magic Band. Yeah. Maybe for the next trip and then I'll hate it. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. But they do. They will have exclusive um, designs for the Magic Mobile service uh, t- that shows up on your phone. So they have ones for annual pass holders. They have ones for DVC members. It'll show up on your phone. So you'll still get that same sort of experience if you have particular things linked to your Magic Bands. But yeah, I like my Magic Band better. Yeah. I do appreciate, though, that Disney is always trying to use whatever the latest technology is. Like, it's it's super inspiring to see them do these crazy things. Like, one thing they were just doing up through this week was facial recognition at the gates, uh, which could possibly replace tickets altogether. I mean... It's so crazy. It is crazy. And even when you consider, like, they weren't asking guests to take off their masks. They mm-hmm. can do it with their mask on. Uh, they were just asking to take off glasses and hats. Mm-hmm. So... Some people see it as intrusive, which I completely understand. Um, but, you know, they're taking a lot of security measures to make sure that nobody can, like, steal your, your, you know, your facial identity or whatever, mm-hmm. your data. So, I don't know. Pretty inspiring. I agree. Another cool thing uh, kind of revolves around the whole Earth Month uh, thing that the parks are doing. <laughs> Earth Month thing. <laughs> well, it's an it's Earth Day, not Earth Month. Yeah. They're doing Earth Month. Right. But anyway, uh, the parks will be introducing new reusable bamboo utensils uh, in the month of April. They'll come in a little convenient carrying case that also has a clip, so they're not going to get lost at the bottom of your bag. You can clip it to the inside and always have access to them. Then they're kind of cute. They're really cute. I like them. Uh, This was pretty cool to hear um, about the COVID vaccine pay. Yeah. So Walt Disney World is actually letting it be known. I I didn't see anything about Disneyland, so we'll see about that. 
But um, Walt Disney World is going to be paying their employees for four hours of their hourly pay if they get the COVID vaccine between January 1st and September 30th. So there's really no reason to not. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. I mean. You're incentivizing. Yeah. I mean. They're not saying you have to. No. But they, they're right. giving you a reward if you do. Right. And it makes so much sense for those folks to be vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, they're in contact with so many people. and. Let's be honest. Some of them are not the greatest people. No. You know, they're not being safe. They're not, you know, they're pulling their masks down, acting fools, uh, not following rules and all that stuff. So I th think that's super awesome of them to incentivize them and give them the time off to do that. Agreed. And lastly, at Walt Disney World and leading into Disneyland, the Jungle Cruise is adding new characters, mischievous wildlife, and skipper humor to the classic attraction. Uh, they announced uh, know, a month ago now, a little bit more, that they were going to be updating Jungle Cruise, um, taking out some of the more sensitive Colorful. material <laughs> yeah, um, and just kind of giving it a, a, a refresh. So they're doing this thing where they're introducing new characters. So if you head over to the Disney parks blog, um, there's an article called jungle cruise adds new characters, mischievous wildlife and skipper humor to classic attraction. Um, and it's a fun little introduction to Alberta falls. So I don't know if anybody knows the joke. Um, there's, there's all kinds of um, jokes around the falls, mm -hmm. Schweitzer falls, uh, the backside of water and all that good stuff. So, mm -hmm. Uh, they're actually introducing a new character named Alberta Falls, and they did a quick little bio on her. It's actually written in kind of a newspaper setting, which is called the Daily News, like GNUS News. Um, and so they do, yeah, so they do an interview with her, um, which they're they're dating it back to the 1938 issue of the Daily News. Pretty cool. It's fun. It's a fun read. So give it a shot. And um, look forward to a lot more really cool stuff happening with the Jungle Cruise uh, by the time you get back to Disneyland and soon in Disney World. I can't wait. Yeah. So on to Disneyland. Um, Disney in <laughs> kind of dropped a bombshell uh, this past week when they announced Disneyland Forward. Uh, they're saying we're at the very beginning stages of the process. While the project will be refined over time, we hope to explore the creation of integrated experiences featuring new theme park attractions, dining, retail, hotel, and more. Right now, we don't have any specific projects planned for the future, but we all know, you know, they've got some things in mind. So what does this mean? People are freaking out, like freaking out because it's, they're like, so they, you know, they let go of 28,000 employees. So people are like, you know, why are they doing an expansion when they just did this? And it's, Calm down. They're not doing an expansion. What they announced was the possibility of an expansion with the partnership of multiple entities in the city of Anaheim. They just want to be given the okay so that they can move forward. Right. So the thing is, another another piece of like drama with this whole thing is Disney tried to do a hotel project right before COVID happened mm -hmm. and it got shut down. And so they're like, well, why would they try again if they just got shut down? This is completely different. So there was a lot to do with like tax breaks and stuff like that when they were trying to do the hotel that fell through that they were really depending on for that project. This one is not that at all. It's not tax breaks. It's partnerships with the community. Mm -hmm. So what they plan to do is uh, they did release some renderings. You know, they're saying none of this is final. None of this is, you know, official. It's just these are the things that we could do. 
there's a lot of like uh, retail area. It looks like they're trying to expand their retail and dining uh, to have a little bit more of a, what like Disney Springs has, mm-hmm. um, which would take over some of the spots in their local area. There are some some areas that they would shut down businesses. It looks like to accomplish that. There's some that they would use. They'd use some of their parking lot space. They'd build some like skyway or walkways, you know, over the roads. Like it's, there's a lot to it. So uh, on the Disneyland forward website, many of the upcoming attractions planned for uh, Tokyo Disney sea are cited as perfect inspiration for Disneyland park, including the frozen land of Arendelle, a tangled theme land and a Neverland area, which would be amazing. I love the idea of this. I would cry. (laughs) And then also, um, for Disney California Adventures possible expansion, Disney mentions recent developments like Zootopia theme land for Shanghai Disneyland, Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Tron Light Cycle at Magic Kingdom as possibilities. So it's all in the early stages. Stay tuned for more information. We're gonna we're gonna release information as, as we get it. Um it's it's interesting to see. It's gonna be very interesting to watch this go through because it's gonna take a lot of collaboration with the city of Anaheim. The local businesses, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be making a lot of deals to spend a lot of money at some point. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I'm excited for them, though. Yeah. In another bit of controversial news. Oh, by golly. Blue Bayou is going to sell <laughs> alcohol. Why is everything so controversial with Disney? Because people are insane. It's crazy. Which people make comments about Disney adults all the time and how weird they are and stuff like that. I mean, and, we are weird. And like my like I have friends that will tease me and stuff, but like they know that I'm not extreme like that. I love Disney. I enjoy going to the parks. It holds a special place in my heart for various reasons. But I'm not going to scream and start petitions over this kind of stuff. No. Anyway. You want to sign a petition? <laughs> If somebody wants to sign a petition right now, there is a petition going around in the state of California to stop the attack on net metering for solar users. You just pitched our work. I did. And you know why? Because your petition about not changing Splash Mountain is meaningless in the world. However, solar energy, super important for the growth of this country. Look at you. Let's get us off. Let's get us off of fossil fuels. Go sign the petition to Governor Gavin Newsom to stop the attack on solar rooftop solar for consumers. It's going to attack the working class Californian. You want to sign a petition? Do something meaningful with your signature. We'll send it to you. Yeah. Reach out to us. We have it on hand. I've got it. It's uh, yeah. It's in an email in my work. Save California solar. Anyway, rant over. Anywho, Blue Bayou serving alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> um, they'll only—they're only, only going to be serving beverages such as wine, beer, and a specialty hurricane cocktail. Two beverages per person at max. Yeah, you can't leave the restaurant with right. the alcohol. It's if you are sitting down enjoying your meal, you can have it. It's not going to be like DCA where you can order a beverage and go walk around. Right. So to all of those thinking. I don't think Disneyland should have alcohol in the parks. Walt didn't want it that way. False. It's in the parks. It's been in the parks ever since Club 33 was opened. Mm -hmm. Even though Club 33 is inaccessible now for the past two years, they've had it at Oga's Cantina. Yeah. So alcohol is not new to Disneyland. It is not against Walt's wishes. Mm -mm. It could be great for that experience. I mean, who doesn't want to have a nice glass of wine with their prime rib dinner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So- you're going to be fine. Kindly get over it. 
kindly, <laughs> shut your face. <laughs> Um, okay, this is the news that everybody's been waiting for. Uh, if you haven't heard already, they have announced opening plans for Disneyland. Bum, 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 bum. First guideline, no screaming. This is not what it is. <laughs> I got into a fight with somebody online over yeah. this stupid thing. Yeah, so they did, the Theme Park Association did issue a no screaming recommendation when the parks reopen. Think about it when you're screaming, stuff's coming out your mouth, like... It's fine. They're not going to ban screaming at Disneyland. So please stop that rumor. So the, um, the state of California had a tier system, which kind of said like where we were at with ICU beds and cases and all that good stuff. So we are officially now, as you listen to this in the orange tier. So when Disneyland first announced their opening, uh, if you listen to our last episode, uh, there was talks about April 1st being the first day that they would allow parks to open. Disneyland chose not to do that for a lot of reasons, I'm sure. Uh, but they chose the date of April 30th as their official opening date as of right now. As of March 31st, which is just a few days ago, we hit the orange tier, which adds 10% more capacity. When they first announced their opening, they were going to open at 15% capacity. Now that we are in the orange tier, an additional 10%, making it 25% capacity, which is 8,000 more guests than we originally thought. So a good amount of people are still going to go. Yeah. Um, you know, they're obviously going to have some, some safe guide, safety guidelines, um, markers on the ground. Please, please, please. Just look down. Not that hard. Step on the line. When the next line opens, step to the next line. It says it very clearly. Please wait here. Not in front of it. Not to the side of it. On the line. Follow the rules. <laughs> tell your friends. Like, like I, I say this in jest, and I kind of sound like a jerk, but like, tell your friends. Please be aware. Just look down. All you literally have to do is look down, step on the line. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so new magic is going to be unveiled too uh, when they reopen. And something that I'm really excited about is the reimagined Snow White's Enchanted Wish, which is going to be open to guests for the first time because they did the refurbishment during COVID. It's going to be so pretty. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, a lot of questions come up around characters that people want to see the characters. And so everybody's asking, well, you know, am I going to be able to see Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse? Yeah, absolutely. So they're going to have surprise appearances along Main Street USA and Pixar Pier with playful interactions. They're going to have characters from your favorite Disney stories, and they're going to entertain and delight you along the way. Um, you're going to see them popping up in new ways and sometimes in unexpected places as they remain mindful of physical distancing. Certain experiences that draw large group gatherings, such as parades and nighttime spectaculars, will obviously return at a later date. But you're seeing really fun stuff these days, um, like at uh, Disney California Adventure. Um, if you look out into the, the wooded areas, you might see a bird watching Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. Yeah, or Donald Duck. We saw a random Winnie the Pooh over by Figment when he was when he had his <laughs> yeah. he was catching butterflies. He looked like he was lost, but he was out there catching butterflies. It was so freaking cute. So I was crying. You will see you will see characters, uh, just not in the same way that you're used to. You're not going to wait in a line to get a picture. You're just going to see them out in the in the wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and because theme park capacity is going to be significantly limited, 
to comply with governmental requirements and promote physical distancing, the Disneyland Resort will manage attendance through a new theme park reservation system that requires all guests to obtain a reservation for park entry in advance. This is important to know. You can't just show up and get a ticket. <laughs> to, no. enter a, yeah, to enter a park, both a park reservation and valid admission for the same park on the same date are required for guests ages three and up. Theme park reservations will be limited and subject to availability, and until further notice, only California residents may visit the parks in line with the current state guidelines. More details about this are going to come soon. Keep that in mind, folks. Only California residents, and you have to have a reservation. Don't come out here. Yeah, you're going to, it's going to be a heart, heartbreaking day. Um, guests will also have the opportunity to stay in the middle of the magic as the hotels of the Disneyland Resort plan to welcome guests once again. With phased reopening, Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa plans to reopen on April 29th with limited capacity. Disney Vacation Club Villas at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa will plan to reopen May 2nd. And Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel and the Disney Disneyland Hotel Disneyland Hotel will reopen at a later date. Um, I'm going to say it again. Please follow the rules. Wear your mask. Keep it on unless you're off to the side eating or drinking actively. Stand on the line in all the queues. Please don't ruin this for everybody it's and tell your friends. If you have a friend that's not following the rules, it is your responsibility to keep them in line. I'm sorry to say it, but it is. Mm -hmm. Be a rule follower. You're at Disney, everybody. Yep. Don't ruin it for everybody else. Something I'm really excited about that I think are the cutest things ever are those new Nuimos. They're super cute. There's new ones that are coming to the Disney parks on April 5th. So by the time you're listening to this, they'll probably be out. They're traveling to us all the way from the Hundred Acre Woods. Oh, nice. <laughs> You'll soon be able to purchase your own stylish Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet, or Winnie the Pooh at theme parks and at Shop Disney. I love these little things. They're so cute. So we got a Mickey Mouse for Kenzie. And if you haven't seen them, they're just they're just small Disney stuffed animals yeah. that have a ton of customizable outfits. outfits. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's I mean it's a smart move because you have to buy the doll for twelve ninety nine, mm -hmm. and then each outfit is ten to twenty bucks, I guess. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it's really cute, really neat. So I'm, I'm excited to see the new ones. Right now they have uh, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Stitch. Angel. Angel. Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy and Kermit. Kermit. Yeah, so adding in the uh, the Pooh and Friends, mm -hmm. that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. What else they got? couple of new ear headbands are going to be available at the resort. Um, there's a new pleather Minnie Mouse ear headband. The inside is like a pink velvet, the inside of the um, headband. And then the bow is... I don't even know how to describe this design. It's kind of like a plaid, but it's not really a plaid, but it's pink, black, and white. And it's super cute. The ears have little tiny like pearl mini or pearl Mickey heads on them. It's very chic. Yeah, it's not plaid. It's um What is that design? It's oh gosh, what tweed. is that called? Yeah, tweed. There you go. It's super cute. Yeah. But I definitely need that one. And I definitely 100% need the new. <laughs> I love how you say need. <laughs> yes, need. You don't need anything. I need it so bad. 
Um, there's a new like pastel rainbow sequin mini ears headband. It is so cute. I'm obsessed with it. It has almost like an iridescent color to it, but it's because it's the the white sequins over the rainbow design. Mm. <sighs> it's so pretty. They're cute. It's so cute. I love it. And then to round out the rest of the apparel, there is some new branded pieces that are at Disneyland right now. Um, they've got some really cute Disneyland 55 shorts. They're very retro looking. Yeah, they did some like tie-dye kind of designs and um, like uh, the old 1955 Mickey head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cute. Yeah, the tie-dye is really cute. They have sweaters and matching sweats to go with it. Mm. Um, and they're, they're from what I can tell, they look like they're like the thinner material on them. Um, so definitely something that you could even wear in the parks on a cooler day. Yeah. But it all looks really, really cute. We'll throw some looks pictures really of this. really comfy. Yeah, it does. Those sweats look to die for. I would happily wear them. <laughs> um, and they're not too bad on the price range. They're like 45 bucks for the sweats. Um, the sweater is, again, 45 So it's it's not too bad when you're talking about Disney merchandise. Right. Um, but I definitely plan on picking up some of those, too, because it's really cute. And we'll throw some pictures of that on our Instagram as well. We sure will. Up next, Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello. All right, welcome to Hidden Mickey's with the Kid. Hey, kid. Hello. <laughs> so, where is the Hidden Mickey that you found this week? This one is in, on Buena Vista Street in Clarabelle's ice cream shop. Okay. Behind the counter, there is a row of milk jugs, glass milk jugs. There is a cow on the milk jugs, and on the cow spots, there's a hidden Mickey. So the hidden Mickey is in the cow spots? Yeah. And this awesome. This hidden Mickey is on every cow, not just like one cow. So there's multiple hidden Mickeys in Clarabelle's? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to be at DCA again soon. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, what are you most excited about? Um, Definitely like seeing home again and Mm -hmm. eating food. Eating food. There's going to be a (laughs) lot of food. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pictures and I just, I can't wait to eat eat all the good food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, thanks so much for that one. So for everybody listening, if you want to check it out for yourself, when maybe when you're at Touch of Disney or when the parks reopen, head into DCA, go over to Clarabelle's. Look on the back shelves. You're going to see some glass milk jugs with cows on them. In the cow spots, you're going to see some hidden Mickeys. Yep. All right, kid. Well, thanks so much for that one this week. And uh, can't wait to see what you come up next. You're welcome. All right. See you soon. See you real soon. Okay. We're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, Something we don't normally do. But if you're listening to this right now and you're one of the first five people to DM us on Instagram at magic on main pod. If you're one of the first five people to leave us a DM that says, I love magic on main street. You'll be entered to win a one of a kind, one of a kind handmade magic on main street, snapback hat. So go now head over to Instagram, 
Find us on Instagram, Magic on Main Pod. Shoot us a DM. The first five listeners to message us with I love Magic on Main Street will be entered to win a one of a kind handmade Magic on Main Street snapback hat. Good luck. Super easy. We wish you luck, and we will be announcing the winner on April 14th. Good luck. Coming up next, food. So, as we stated earlier in the episode, Animal Kingdom is pulling out all kinds of snacks and drinks to celebrate Earth Month. Yeah. Um, they all look freaking amazing. Um, so, I'm just going to go ahead and go through the list and kind of name some stuff off for you guys. So, it's going to be at different areas throughout Animal Kingdom. Um, they'll have stuff at Restaurantsaurus. How do you say Restaurantosaurus? Mm-hmm. God, I can't get that word. That's like a tongue twister in itself. It's a tough one. Re- restor- Restaurantosaurus. Restaurantosaurus. I want to pronounce- Who says restaurant? I don't know. I want to pronounce it weird. Restaurantosaurus. Restaurant. I can't, I can't do it. All I, right. I can never eat there. So at Restaurantosaurus. Restaurant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The one that Sean said. We're all over it. <laughs> They're going to have a sea turtle cupcake, which looks super duper cute. Again, I'll throw pictures of this kind of stuff on our Instagram, too. It has a guava like jelly filling and a key lime pie filling. Guava. Guava. I like guava. I do, too. Um, At the Restaurantosaurus Lounge, they will have a Crave the Wave cocktail. It's vodka, blue curacao, lemonade, and a lemon wheel. Sounds so good. Uh, Creature Comforts is going to have a honeybee cupcake. It's an orange cake with a honey Bavarian filling and a honey frosting with a little white chocolate honeycomb on top. Uh, Satuli Canteen is going to have a kiwi margarita. And I wish we were going to be there in April because that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so good. Um, Isle of Java. They're going to have a bunch of stuff too. Uh, cotton top lagoon it's going to be a frozen blueberry raspberry lemonade with a little cotton candy wave on top a red crowned crane a frozen coke and frozen cherry coke slurpee topped with strawberry cotton candy and you can do that with or without rum oh wait (laughs) cherry coke Mm -hmm. oh that's my favorite slurpee Mm -hmm. okay keep going um, they will also have the loggerhead, which is a sour apple sprite with a green sugar rim and sour fruit snack worms with a little glow cube. Uh, Flame Tree Barbecue is also going to have the loggerhead. Um, they'll have a flamingo cupcake as well. It's going to be a strawberry cupcake with strawberry compote, guava frosting, and a strawberry crisp pearls on top <laughs> and a little sugar flamingo. All right. Uh, Thirsty River Bar is going to have first magnitude draft. Honey Bee Citrus Blonde, which sounds really refreshing. I'm not a big beer person, but it's Are you a, a little beer person. <laughs> <laughs> it's brewed with honey and orange zest. Honey? I wasn't going to drink it. <laughs> I was just going to taste it. Okay, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Um, They will also have the Yeti Sunset, which is whiskey, strawberry, and lychee lemonade. What is lychee? I don't like the flavor of lychee. 
It's <laughs> no, not the flavor. What is it? It's a fruit. It is? Yeah. Why does it look like a gummy bear or something? <laughs> it looks like calamari to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gross. You're right. I don't like it. Gross. I just, I don't like the flavor. But people love it. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the flavor, but I'm not a huge fan. Again, I'm not a huge fan of tropical fruits. You right, said I- you love guava, and I said me too. I don't know why I said me too. I don't like guava. <laughs> I was just like blindly reacting to what you are like, saying. yeah, totally. Yeah. I love Sean guava. Sean is totally tuned into the episode. If Absolutely. <laughs> The Dawa bar is going to have the Lion's Fury, which is jungle juice. Who doesn't love a good jungle juice? (laughs) With black cherry liqueur infused bourbon. But also, how many nights ended in a good way after drinking jungle juice? You know what I mean? (laughs) There's Um, also going to be a fiery glow cube in that and a cinnamon whiskey floater, which means fireball. And mm, I'm already wanting fireball. Um, Nomad Lounge is going to have a drink called Mother Earth, which is gin um, and infused tea garnished with mint and lemon peel. Um, Dino Bites will also have that first magnitude draft that I talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, oh, Nomad Lounge will also have that first magnitude draft that I talked about earlier. But yeah, lots of really yummy sounding drinks, some really good sweets. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be at Animal Kingdom at all, definitely check it out. Yeah. Mine is less fun. <laughs> it's not. Uh, they have new nut-free and gluten-free snacks with character available in the parks. They have a white cheddar corn puff, which I like white cheddar corn puffs. I'm, that's pirate booty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Uh, honey barbecue popped potato chips. And I love pop chips. Heck yes. And cinnamon swirl mini rice crisps, which they, they all sound, sound great. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not too bummed about these. Uh, they're branded with mini Mickey and Goofy. Uh, and then also there's a coconut pineapple swirl as an option at Aloha Isle at Magic Kingdom. I hope they bring that to. Um, yes. What's that place called? Disneyland. No, but the place <laughs> in Disneyland. <laughs> Uh, Tropical Hideaway? Yes. Yeah. I couldn't remember for a second. <laughs> Disneyland. Do you know what this podcast is about? <laughs> Should have. <laughs> but yeah, I hope they bring the coconut over to our parks. I had the coconut soft serve when we were there because I had the, um, what was it called? Krakatoa. Yeah. But they didn't have, they didn't have the coconut pineapple swirl. <sighs> that seems odd to me. Why didn't they have that then? I don't know. What did we have? We had the the pineapple raspberry like normal. You had pineapple raspberry. Mamers just got coconut. Daniel, I think, just got pineapple. And then I got that big old thing with the cake pop. That's right. What was that? The Krakatoa. But I know, but what was in it? I had the Kakamora float at Aloha. That's Isle. not what you said. Kakamora. You said Krakatoa. I meant something. to say Kakamora. <laughs> <laughs> the Kakamora float. So it's the coconut soft serve. Pineapple juice, so they do it like a like the, the oh, like right. the, like the floats that we have here with just the the Dole Whip. It had <clears throat> juice, not okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was the soft serve, the juice, blue curacao, and then it had the Kakamora cake pop. Okay, cool. Well, looking forward to pineapple coconut. I don't like coconut by itself, but I like the mixture. I love coconut. So we'll see how that goes. I think that's it for food. Up next, we've got events and entertainment. First up, through April 18th, the extravaganza is happening in Downtown Disney. Maps are sold in Downtown Disney for $7.99, and they do have an AP discount. So go check that out, find all the Easter eggs, and get a prize. Definitely. 
fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I, trailer. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, Disney plus is going to have a new series called the bad batch, which if you watched the clone wars animated series, um, you'll recognize them from the final season. If you have not seen the clone wars animated series, please do yourself a favor and watch it all in its entirety. There's seven seasons. They're all amazing. They're just great stories. Um, but the Bad Batch is a spinoff of that show, and I cannot wait. Go check out the uh, the trailer streaming now. Also, it was just announced that Russell Crowe is going to join the cast of Thor Love and Thunder. I like him. Do you like Russell Crowe? I like Russell Crowe. I do. I think he's a fantastic actor. So um, it was supposed to be a surprise cameo. Um, it's been confirmed that Russell Crowe has a role in the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder after he was spotted in the set photos. He lives in Australia, which is where it's being filmed. So that makes Convenient sense. Convenient for him. He didn't even have to yeah. quarantine. And then we had mentioned earlier in the birthdays, our good friend, I like to say he's my good friend, because, you know, if you put things into the universe, maybe it comes true. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new Disney Plus special event series starring Ewan McGregor as the iconic Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi, will begin shooting in April this month. I'm so excited. Um and they've they've confirmed the story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, which I think we all know what happens there. Uh, he had the high ground, you know, kind of kind of dramatic. Um, this is where Obi-Wan Kenobi faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned into, everybody knows, the Sith Lord Darth Vader. So with this series, they're also going to be bringing back Hayden Christensen, who played Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. And joining the cast are Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pies, Kumail Nanjiani, Indira Varma, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. There's a lot of newcomers to the industry that are going to be coming out in this show, and I'm really excited to see it. It's going to be awesome, and yeah, can't wait. We're going to take a quick little break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about social Disneying, or as I call it, Sean and Tabitha's COVID Times Walt Disney World Adventure. Okay, welcome to the main event, everybody. This is social Disneying, or Sean and Tabitha's COVID Times Walt Disney World Adventure. Hooray! Tabitha and I had neither of us, neither of us had been to Walt Disney World, and we decided that, uh, you know, a global pandemic was the right time. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't too bad of a time. We um, we felt safe the entire time we were there. Um, we had a great time and, and we did a lot of really fun stuff. So what we're going to do is this is going to be part one of a five part series on social Disneying at Walt Disney World. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so first, for those of you that are not familiar with Walt Disney World, let me give you a little history lesson. I feel oh. like there needs to be chimes right there. You heard it, Daniel. (laughs) Opened in 1971, Walt Disney World included Magic Kingdom, Palm and Magnolia Golf Courses, Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, and Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. So, Walt Disney World is comprised of theme parks, water parks, golf courses, and resorts. Currently, there are four theme parks. Magic Kingdom opened when Disney World opened in 1971, Epcot opening in 1982, 
Disney's Hollywood Studios opening in 1989, and Disney's Animal Kingdom opening in 1998. The water parks are Disney's Typhoon Lagoon in 1989 and Disney's Blizzard Beach, which opened in 1995. Now, Disney has a number of golf courses as well. So these include four courses. The three 18-hole golf courses are Disney's Palm, Disney's Magnolia, and Disney's Lake Buena Vista. There's also a nine-hole walking course called Oak Trail designed for young golfers. The Magnolia and Palm courses played home to the PGA Tours Children's Miracle Network Hospitals Classic. Arnold Palmer Golf Management manages the Disney golf courses. Pretty cool. I love his iced tea. <laughs> you know, he doesn't even like that. I, I read that. He, he has no idea why that came about. That's yeah. pretty funny. So the resorts of the 34, 34 resorts and hotels on the Walt Disney World property, 28 of them are owned and operated by Walt Disney Parks, Experiences, and Consumer Products. These are classified into four categories, Deluxe, Moderate, Value, and Disney Vacation Club Villas. And they're all located in one of five resort areas, the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Wide World of Sports, Animal Kingdom, or Disney Springs Resort Areas. There's also the other select deluxe resorts category used to describe two resorts in the Epcot Resorts area that carry Walt Disney World branding, but are managed by a third party. So all in all, 34 resorts on at Walt Disney World. Insane. Uh, so we were lucky enough in I'm November. Like, oh, we have three. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, don't. I mean, if you count all like the best Westerns and Motel 6s, you know, we've got hundreds. <laughs> But we were lucky enough to go uh, out to Walt Disney World for the first time back in November. We went with our dearest friends, Dam and Eric. It was mm -hmm. such a great trip. And we actually stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. We were able to take in sights and sounds of Disney Springs, Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. Mm -hmm. um, it was a great trip. And so for this first installment of Social Disneying, or Sean and Tabitha's COVID times Walt Disney World Adventure. Uh, we're going to talk about Animal Kingdom Lodge, our stay there and what we experienced, and our experience with Disney Springs. So kicking it off, let's talk about Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom was probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Yeah, agreed. It was definitely one of those... I don't know if it was like a poor kid thing or what, but like it's it was one of those places that like you would think like, gosh, I wish like I could go there one day. And you never like in my mind, it was never an attainable goal. Yeah. And we, we had talked about that in the last episode. We always looked at it as like, I'll never be able to go there. Yeah. That's for rich people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to go. Um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. We stayed at Jumbo House. So Animal Kingdom Lodge is made up of two different areas. One is Jumbo House and one is Kadani Village. Mm -hmm. um, very similar in vibe and, and what they have to offer. Um, but Jumbo House, um, we we actually had the opportunity to stay in a Savannah View room. So I would recommend to anybody that is considering staying at Animal Kingdom, anybody that likes animals, anybody that likes conservation, that kind of thing, if that's your shtick, I would say get a Savannah room at Animal Kingdom Lodge mm -hmm. because uh, what a lot of people don't realize is you can open up your window onto a balcony that overlooks the Savannah where you'll find the most amazing animals. <laughs> giraffe. Um, what are the, uh, um, what were the cattle called? Watusi. 
the Watusi. Yeah, but what, what are the, what's their official name? Like large horn. I don't remember what their names are, but they they also like another name for them is the Watusi cattle because the Watusi people domesticated or right. not domesticated them, but brought them back from the brink of extinction. Yeah, and you'll see them. Uh, you'll you'll recognize them from their gigantic horns, they're enormous. Uh, which are not actually very heavy. I found out they're actually like a honeycomb structure, yeah. and it keeps uh, it helps them to regulate their heat. Can you anyway. know where we learned that. On the on the, the safari, the Harambe safari, the Harambe safari. <laughs> so uh, you can look out and see kudu. Uh, I like these the kudu. huge horned cattle. You can see giraffe, um, and all kinds of wild birds and other animals. So it's it's such a cool thing to be able to open your window in the morning, wake up, you know, you're going to go to Disney, and also see a giraffe walk by your window. It. <laughs> It's unreal. Yeah, the experience is is unmatched. I mean, there's really nowhere else you could stay in the world that'll give you that kind of experience. So we had a really great time there. Um, We stayed there for a week and we stayed in a, what size room was that? That was a one bedroom. A one bedroom suite. Um, So it had a nice big bedroom, huge bathroom, uh, full kitchen, and a nice living area that ha- that also sleeps too. So we stayed with our friends. They they took the bedroom. We took the living room. Which even the pullout in the living room wasn't uncomfortable. No, not at all. And I'm really picky with beds because mm-hmm. I'm an old man and I have a bad back. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the bed wasn't too bad at all. We actually slept a third in there one night. Um, the chair turns into a chair single turns bed. turns into a single bed. Which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but we did, you know, the smart thing. We shopped for groceries. <laughs> Which is a little bit of a nightmare when you don't have a car. Right. We but, have to do Uber. But um, some resorts do offer shopping groceries. for you. Yeah, They'll for, do groceries for, for DVC you. members. Yeah. I don't know if they do it for just regular hotel guests, but that's something we'll also get into when we do our DVC episode is there are some perks when you're staying at the DVC properties when you're a member. Right. So, you know, we, we went and shopped for fridge snacks. Um Drinks, uh, some microwave meals, breakfast. Because we knew we weren't going to make it into the parks because we are all four of us are not morning people. And they were opening a little bit later. So we had an opportunity to kind of chill out, (laughs) watch the giraffe and kudu walk around Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, have a little quick breakfast before we we headed into the park. Uh, Really comfortable room. The the bathroom was amazing. The tub was huge. Enormous. Um, It's a a jacuzzi tub. Um, But it, it was, you know, it's like living in a in a one bedroom apartment for a week. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice area. Um, and when you, you look at all the little nice Disney touches, they have like uh, the headboard had Simba and Nala on mm-hmm. it. Uh, they had a little um, silhouette of the, the scene where Simba, Timon and Pumbaa are walking, you know, across the sunset. Um, really cool stuff. Yeah. The tiles in the bathroom. The tiles in the really bathroom. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's Jumbo everywhere. Mm-hmm. Jumbo. Jumbo. Uh, that was our, that was our battle cry for the week. So yeah. So Animal Kingdom Lodge, amazing place. We're going to be staying at Kadani Village on our next trip. So Which we did. We ventured over there a little bit. Yeah. We had a cocktail. Um, yeah. The, the so I know one of the restaurants in Animal Kingdom is Boma. Um, that's at Jumbo House. No, no, nothing was open when we went. It was no. still kind of early on in everything. Very covid Yeah. So well, it wasn't early on. It was November. Yeah, but they had only been open for like three months. Right. That's true. Um, so the store inside the section, like the little like gift store inside 
uh, Jumbo House wasn't open. They they were asking you to, if you needed to to go to the little store that was at Kadani Village, which um, is easy to get to because there's a shuttle service. Yeah, so they have just, a shuttle that's door to door. Yeah, so they've got the main buses that go to the parks and to Disney Springs, but then they also had a shuttle that went from one uh, one house to the other. Yeah, so um, the restaurants at Jumbo were not open. Um, Sana at Kadani Village was open. We went. We ended up going to Sana Lounge one night and just having some drinks, which were great. The service there was really great. I, I really enjoyed our, our bartender. She was super nice. Yeah. Really cool place. Cool. Cool vibe. I'm excited to stay there this next time. Cause I know it's a completely different view of the Savannah. Right. There's so, actually more, there's more giraffe on that side of the Savannah on the Kadani side. Yeah. 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 So but we did, we, and I think I mentioned it the last time we did wake up two giraffes on our side one morning because I woke up to friggin' damn screaming. There's giraffes outside. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, and then there was actually also a, uh, like, uh, animal pursuit one night. Yeah. Uh, I had looked out and there was a truck roaming the Savannah with their lights on trying to find one of the kudu. Kudu? What was a kudu? It was a kudu. Uh, which if you don't know what a kudu is, think of like a larger. Small gazelle. Well, larger gazelle. He wasn't that big, though. Bigger than an antelope. Yeah, but yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't huge. No, they look like deer with funny horns. But you, <laughs> it was pitch black out, so really all you could see was like the lights from the truck and them going. You gotta go back where you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Yeah. So they like have, coaxing him to go back into the area that he was supposed to be in. Yeah. The fencing in this area is really smart, actually. It's not like fences. They're very small, like wire fences where mm-hmm. it more like and just kind of like pokes you. Yeah. It's more of annoying. It's than more to, to deter them from going near yeah. it rather than keep them out. Yeah. It's a pretty open area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know. If you're not focusing on it, you can't even tell that there is anything there. I didn't know there was a in. fence there until that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so one of the kudu got across the fence. So they were hunting it down in the night to try to get it to go back across. So, you know, they pull up in a truck and they're like, time to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, He's they like, no, over. like I worked my whole day to get out here. What are you talking about? It was a pretty fun little experience. So we want to talk a little bit about Disney Springs. First impressions. First impressions. I thought it was cool. First impressions. Holy crap. This is not downtown Disney. It's huge. It's enormous. It is like, it's, I want to say it's twice as big as downtown At least. Disney. And their rainforest cafe has a volcano. Yeah, they do have, it's a, it's cool. It's a volcano. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So Disney Springs uh, used to be downtown Disney in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did a huge, huge renovation on it, added a lot of stuff to it. Uh, and rebranded it as Disney Springs. So for those of you that are Disneyland people, um, yeah, imagine Disney uh, downtown Disney, but twice as big. <laughs> downtown Disney, twice as big and not as easily accessible. And not as easily accessible. So, you know, Disney Springs is one of those things that you have to travel to. It's not directly connected to any parks. It, there are some resorts that... Like Saratoga that Springs is in the Disney Springs area. Right. So you can get there fairly easily. Right. But there's no parks attached to it. So it's not like, you know, you have to kind of detach yourself from Disneyland when you think of Disney Springs. Because mm-hmm. when we as California folks start thinking about... Oh, I'm just going to run into World of Disney real right. quick. No, no, you're not. You're not. I mean, that's a that's a bus ride or a car ride, you know, getting in through security and all that. So. There's a lot to it. It's it's a lot bigger and it's a lot more to it, but um, a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. They've got 
some of the things that you'll find at our downtown area. So they've got a Lego store, they've got a world of Disney and then a ton of retail. Um, Basin is my favorite. Basin is a pretty cool store. They sell a lot of soaps, soap, bath bombs, shower bombs. You can make candles. It's beautiful. It's the bomb. It's my Mecca. Mm -hmm. It's the Um, bomb because of that. Because of bath bombs. You know, (laughs) do you get it? Did you get it? So, um, you know, we've, we had a few different experiences with Disney Springs. The first night we got there, we jetted to our hotel, <laughs> did a sink bath, basically <laughs> cleaned up a little bit, went out to uh, Disney Springs. And the first thing Ran. we try, well, we had something very important in mind when we got there. We ran directly to chicken guy, chicken guy. Tabitha and I are obsessed with Guy Fieri. I love him so much. And he's such a good person. He's an angel. <laughs> he's an angel in disguise. And his food is great. Mm-hmm. We first experienced Guy Fieri's food on our Carnival Cruise a few years back. He has a burger spot on Carnival Cruises. And then we also ate at one of his restaurants in Las Vegas, which was fantastic. It was a Mexican restaurant. Was it that, was that, was that one Mexican uh, Diablo fusion? or? Something like that. No, it's just straight Mexican food. Yeah, it was, it was good, good stuff. It was by the Rio. So- we're also avid fans of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, really Guys, are. Grocery Games. You know, He's on it. I'm watching. If he's on it, I'm going to watch it. That being said, we were able to check out Chicken Guy, which is a chicken tender's place. Mm-hmm. And they've got a number of specialty sauces. You tried his ranch because you eat ranch everywhere you go. And I'm a ranch snob. I don't like snob. when ranch is too dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> Uh, but then I had a, a hot sauce. Um, did you have one of the, uh, what was the Oh, sauce? we did ranch. We did a peri-peri sauce. The peri Which was, was fantastic. Was habanero hot, habanero. which was hot. It, it was fine. Uh, and then they have the donkey sauce, which is a mayo-based sauce. I which was, was not a, a fan. It was fun. It's kind of like uh, like Chick-fil-A sauce or you know, kind of like that. I didn't like it. It's It was whatever. Um, but I got the... Chicken Guy Classic Sandwich, which is basically chicken tenders on a bun with lettuce, mm-hmm. tomato. Uh, and then we did tenders. So good. It was fantastic. Yeah. I enjoyed it. They also apparently have really good shakes, but we didn't end up getting a shake that no, night. No, we didn't. Uh, but we also tried out uh, on another night at Disney Springs, Maria and Enzo's. That was great. Yeah. So I got, what did I get? You got lasagna. I did get lasagna. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you get? I got steak. You did get a steak. It and it was fantastic. a good steak. Yeah, Maria and Enzo's really good. Um, I got a peach bellini too. Oh, I, oh, actually, yeah. I ended up having, I think, like three peach bellinis because I really like bellinis. I do like bellinis. <laughs> they were fantastic. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've got a really a lot of really cool retail there. You know, it's... it's it's an outdoor shopping mall. It's an outdoor shopping mall. Um, you know, it's it's got some higher-end retail. It's got some Disney, straight-up Disney stores. It's got, you know, like uh, Tilly's-type store. I don't remember what it's called, but they sell, like, Hurley and Quicksilver and stuff. There was a Ron John. There was – there's a Pandora there, so you can get um, charms. They have this really cool, like, pop-up paper store. That Dam was obsessed with when we went. It's really yeah, cute. Yeah. <laughs> she was obsessed with that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, all in all, I had a really good time there. Um, you'll also find like a stage for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a big like lake type thing. Um, and actually across the way is, is Rainforest Cafe, like you mm-hmm. were saying, with the big old volcano. They've got a, uh, like a water dragon Lego display in the lake right there, right across from yeah, Lego, Lego store, the Lego store. The Lego store. The Lego store. But a couple of really fun things. Um, Everglazed donuts. Everglazed donuts. Everglazed donuts and cold brew. They had, (laughs) I saw people posting pictures of it not too long ago, and they have this cold brew. It's like a little meal thing that they put together. It's a a cold brew beverage, and they put your donut through the straw. So you've got your donut and your coffee, and they're massive. They're big. The donuts are enormous and they look so yummy. And actually our um, DVC guide is the one who had told us to try that. And we just ran out of time. We haven't given Disney Springs attention yet. You need a full day. Yeah. We've only really gone for food so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I'm not mad at that. (laughs) It's it's really hard. It's hard to get through it all because there's a a hundred shops, 64 dining options, and 22 different like attractions, shows, and events that they run in normal times. Uh, most locations are now open uh, with their new health and safety guidelines. Uh, but there's there's just a lot there. There's you know there's Splitsville Luxury Lanes. There's a giant um, balloon uh, that you can hover over Disney Springs in. So um, yeah, but you're talking about the donuts, but then there's also uh, something really cool, Gideon's Bakehouse. I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go next time, but um, they they, they tout tried themselves to keep it pretty secretive. Yeah, they tout themselves as carefully crafted, dreadfully delicious, a mm. unique dessert experience. Um, they're basically small batch, handmade, like half pound cookies. They're huge. Oh, mess that up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they've, they've got a lot of really good stuff. Uh, I have my eye on their peanut butter crunch. Dude, I just opened up their website right now as we're talking and they have an orange pecan chocolate chip cookie that looks like it's as big as my face. Yeah, they're huge. They're gigantic. Um, but you'll be able to enjoy, you know, an original chocolate chip cookie, peanut butter crunch, pistachio toffee, chocolate chip, a coffee cake cookie. Um, which is an exclusive daily limited edition Disney Springs flavor. I'm absolutely getting that when we go. Have you seen the amount of chocolate chips on their chocolate chip cookie? You can't even see the cookie. It's just all chocolate chip. Oh, good golly, Miss Smalley. (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know, they've got a lot of really good stuff. Um, If you're planning to go, you know, just like really anything, try to make a reservation for dinner. Uh, or lunch. Uh, that way you don't have to try to get onto a wait list. Uh, most places are doing reservations now, so it's not like you're going to have a hard time getting it. Um, yeah, do yourself a favor and, and check out Disney Springs. Like I said, we still haven't gotten through it yet, so I plan on taking a full day when we go out in, ju- in July and just doing Disney Springs. Yes. Um, hopefully by then they'll have more experiences. Um and shows and things like that. But even during COVID in uh, in November, when we went, they still had like a stage performance going on. Mm -hmm. They had live music. So, you know, it's not completely ghost town there. They're still doing a lot of really great stuff. 
Can we touch back on Gideon's real quick? Because I'm uh, I'm listening to you. I promise I am. But I'm also admiring these cookies. You didn't hear a word I said. No, I did. The Rocky Road cookie. Okay. What's on it? It's a triple chocolate cookie base. They mix in house-made double-baked candied almonds, and they top it with made-from-scratch marshmallows and then bake it. Oh. Bruh. <laughs> they also have something called Death by Gideon's, and it's a, it's a cookie sandwich. Uh, it's two of their you know half-pound chocolate chip cookie, cookies uh, with vanilla buttercream in between them. I'm going to have diabetes after. It's um, crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but they also have um, a soda shop offerings. They have old-fashioned local milk. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Weird. Um, 100% cane sugar soda. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and a bunch of nitro cold brews. Nitro cold brew is the best cold brew. It is so creamy. Ugh. Well, it's like beer. When you have a beer that has nitro, it's it's always better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to find also, in addition to, I mean, this could, this could be a whole show on Gideon's and we haven't even eaten it yet. Um, but there's also a lot to be said about their shopping. I mean, you're going to find... Uh, shops from Alex and Annie to Anthropology, um, World of Disney, Ever After Jewelry Company. They've got what you were talking about with Basin, uh, lots of really cool soaps and things like that. Goofy's Candy Company. I The last time we were there when we were just doing our little walkthrough when everything had closed, I even saw a barber shop. They did have a barber shop, yes. It's crazy. Uh, so you can really get anything accomplished in Disney Springs. Uh, I definitely wasn't ready for it. No, I didn't know what I was getting into. No, I was expecting a downtown Disney that I could get through in a night. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could take four laps through downtown Disney and not even be winded. Yeah. Not here. (laughs) Um, and then I had mentioned experiences. They have, uh, the Advent health waterside stage where they do live music. Um, they've got, uh, the Edison, which is currently closed, but they do live entertainment at the Edison. Um, and then on top of that, they've got a house of blues music hall and an NBA experience. I had mentioned splitsville luxury lanes. And then there's actually also a vintage amphicar, which is a amphibious car. It looks like an old fifties era. Uh, I think we we saw that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So you know, lots to do, lots to take in. Uh, we I like plan the to ex- Coke store. It looks cool. Yeah, the co- well, they have a um, a polar bear photo op there. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, I know, I know. We didn't do enough. We didn't get there, and uh, they actually have a, a survived AMC movie theater there. Twenty four yes. screens. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, lots Let's to do. Uh, can't wait to get there again. So that was our experience with Disney Springs and Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House. We had a great time. Next time we talk, we're going to be discussing our time at Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. We had a really good time, or as I call it, Alternate Universe Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Listen up next time. Uh, if you have any questions about our experience with Walt Disney World, even though we haven't talked about it all on the show, Feel free to shoot us a message. We'd be happy to talk about it. Um, But on that note, let's get into Quote of the Week. It's time for Quote of the Week. Putting words together that last forever. It's Quote 
quote of the week. You know, I've been noticing a lot of people lately have been talking about like new ventures, new careers, starting over, doing new things. And it's like, it's super inspiring to see that kind of stuff during a global pandemic, you know? Yeah. Um, I think COVID kind of changed the way a lot of people think when it comes to their livelihood, their careers, you know, what we've been doing for the past year, because a lot of people have been cooped up in their houses for literally a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to like working from home, home is the office office is your home. So there's no like separation between the two. Um, so for those of you that are thinking about a new career move or making changes in your life in some way, uh, whether large or small, uh, Walt Disney has a quote for that. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Yeah. Yeah. So believe in yourself. Uh, you, you know, got be, this. be confident. You do. You got this. So we'll be your cheerleaders if you have no one else. Absolutely. And if you do have something interesting coming up, something fun, something life altering, let us know. We'd love to celebrate you. Uh, so yeah. Thanks to Walt for that great quote. Um, that brings us to the end of the show. Boo. It was a long one still though. Um, but yeah, we, you know, as always, we just want to thank you so much. We're, we're so happy that we can still do this show, even though Disneyland has not opened yet. Mm -hmm. We're getting so much closer. We're at the finish line. Who would have thought a year ago when we were recording episodes about this whole pandemic and, and Disneyland closing that it would be a year later before we were seeing the parks open again. It's Uh nuts. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us an hour and a bit of, t- of your time. Um, and thanks for constantly supporting us. We're so thankful to have you in our crew. Um, so if you have any comments or questions or any stories that you want to share with us or, the, or our audience, please email us friends at magic on main street podcast.com. Also make sure you follow our Instagram. We always post great photos of merchandise, food, our adventures, cool things that are going on. Uh, we're going to have some really good photos of a touch of Disney, which is coming up. Uh, our trip is coming up this weekend. So we're going to talk about that on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Super excited about it. Really excited to share that information with you. Some, some cool tips and tricks about that. Um, but yeah, so check us out on Instagram magic on main pod. Uh, and make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and uh, it really helps us out if you do that. It only takes 30 seconds, and it'll help us spread some magic with the rest of the world. So thank you so much. Uh, on behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and myself, thank you for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Magic on Main Street, just like a churro, you're so sweet. Our time with you is such a treat Spread the Disney love Thanks for hanging out with us On Main Street